Welcome back to the conversations where we discover again and again where there's a will, there's a way, and where we learn how entrepreneurs around the world are creating a great life for everyone in the company. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of Where There's a Will, There's a Way. And remember, we're focusing on how how we're going to make an ideal life for every employee in the company. That's what we call the EOS life, but we also call it the ideal life because everybody is doing what they love doing with people they love. They're making a great contribution and they know it. They're being compensated appropriately. And they have plenty of time left over for their other passions and their family. And so we're bringing on today a guest who is has been implementing EOS, Wendy O'Donovan Phillips from Big Buzz, is going to talk to us about her experience with EOS, her experience with EOS life. And she's going to start off by talking about what Big Buzz does in the world. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much, Will, for having me. And Yes, indeed. Um, one of the things that I've already learned with EOS is having a very clear and, and articulated, documented purpose, cause, and passion, and niche. So I will tell you definitively that what Big Buzz does is we focus on what matters most. We solve complex marketing problems for the people in senior living, dentistry, and healthcare. And our three uniques are people before projects, a focus on process, and true north metrics. So... Put that into a language that somebody who's not in the healthcare business knows. Sure. So we are a marketing agency and we do marketing and branding for the care industries. And, and why is that important? I love that question. We ask that question of our prospects very often. That is important because especially with how um, complicated the health system and the care systems are these days, and yet the need for that care is on an incremental rise. Um, now more than ever, we have to be as crystal clear as possible with patients and their families, what they are getting at what value to whom and how to access it. And, and so, so for when you're helping a healthcare agency, you're not just trying to push a drug or a service it sounds to me like you're actually educating the consumer. That's exactly right. And actually that starts on the inside, Will. So we're educating usually the executive and marketing team first. There's usually mm -hmm. some sort of breakdown internally that is causing the messaging or the marketing to, to falter or fail externally. So we start by investigating with the internal team, what is the current state? What is working well? What is not working? What are the greatest opportunities that you have? And from that vantage point, we're able to see um, right from the get-go what their, what their focus really should be on. 90% of the time when our phone rings, we get something along the lines of either we need more leads or we've been burned by marketing. And I always mm -hmm. say, our, our, my team and I always say, those are symptoms of a larger issue. So talk to us more about what those issues are. And it's so incredible as, as expert communicators, we have the right set of questions to get a prospect thinking and talking even in a first session around, you know, what is it really, what are all of the possible issues? 
And then what I find is they'll get, you know, eight or nine or 10 issues in, and then they have a light bulb moment like, oh, the issue I called you about is not the issue. <laughs> and it, it, that's almost always the case. It sounds to me like you're using some tools from EOS with Definitely. regard to meeting new prospects, like the issues list. Let's put them all up on the board or write them all down. Definitely. And, and then it sounds like you're doing a little IDSing. Let's yes. see if we can get to the real root of the problem. The root cause. That's exactly right. We certainly do. And it's um, it's so differentiating because many times, a, a, um, let's say a hospital or a healthcare system will put out an RFP at, to several different marketing agencies. And what they're actually asking for in many cases is what we, what we consider free work. Like just give us the dog and pony show of all of the pretty work that you could do. And I say right up front to a client, you don't want to know all of the pretty work that we've done for another client because it is not going to serve you. I want to know what's actually going on in your organization, what's keeping you up at night and what's costing you the most money or sleep or whatever that is. And it's so differentiating in the eyes of the prospect. They're like, it's usually like three quarters of the way through that conversation. Folks say something like, I've never had a conversation like this one with a marketing agency or this has been so helpful and we love yeah. doing it because it's like, well, you know, we've been very well trained in EOS, you know, how to make an issues list and then how to talk, uh, talk on the issue and create healthy tension up front rather mm-hmm. than particularly with a prospect. I don't want to have that tension six months from now. Let's see if we could create that now and genuinely solve problems together. And if we can't, let's part ways and then, you yeah. know, go with another agency that could better solve your problem. Well, or another agency which will take your money and maybe solve yeah, your problem. Right? Yeah, there is some of that. Yes, and 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 what what I find fascinating is that 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 you are showing them how you do business from yes. the very beginning. Yes, it's a. Um, I th- I think of it. EOS has their nine the ninety minute first session, and it's mm-hmm. similar to that in the way of you know this is. We're here to help you think critically in a different way than you ever have. And mm-hmm. it's just so illuminating for them because they're like, gosh, nobody ever asked me the, the questions to get me thinking. And nobody, so often I think in business, we get into this rote thing of like, I, I know what my company could do and I, and I, I could give the dog and pony show. And I really sure. love the dog and pony show, right? It's, it's really pretty, but yes. it's not genuinely useful to someone who does not know me. And so that's been a real eye-opener for me. Well, I, I, I think just taking a look at the metaphor, dog and pony show. Dog <laughs> and pony show is for somebody to to be a spectator. Yes, yes. And, and then at the end, clap and say, oh, right, this is really nice. Right. Uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> right. And we're not ever going to be that agency ever again. Yeah. Well, versus... By 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 what by using the tools that EOS has has helped you with inside and with Donna Abbott obviously has done some great work with you, and and so by using those tools that you've learned inside, using them outside, you are actively inviting them in to the space that you occupy. Yes, and and and, and it it almost requires that they are open and honest. Yes, it does. They're willing to be vulnerable. Yes, it does. And if, and if they're not, they're not going to be your client. 
That's right. Like I find that the best working relationships, whether it's with a team member or a client, any, any professional relationship, the best ones are where we're open and willing and honest and vulnerable. You know, genuinely saying in a client relationship, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to serve you. I want you to know that right up front. Um, Some of the framework that EOS has provided bolsters us in being able to do that. Well, and 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 also, there's a a great phrase that we use that comes from Jim Collins that says, "If you have to manage somebody, if you feel like you have to manage them, you've made a hiring mistake." Absolutely. And one of the things that we say to each other as EOS implementers about new possible clients, because we never want to feel like we're trying to convince somebody or trying to get somebody in. And we say, if you feel like you got to drag them in, if you're actually trying to drag them in, you're going to be dragging them around. Mm-hmm. And, it is so true. And, and, and it sounds to me like that's the kind of thing that you're using. You're using those tools to uh, qualify your prospects. That's exactly right. Yes, we have. We used them first internally to make sure that we had all the right people in the right seats on the bus, as you all have taught us. And now that we've got that dialed in, we have um, a whole a whole set of opportunities have opened up for us as a result of that. And and one of those is being more discerning with who we take on as a client and being able to have the right conversation up front about that. Hmm. And, and, and I suppose that that means that you want to have the right clients on the bus. That's right. Yes, absolutely. It sure makes <laughs> the work, it makes the whole thing so much more fun, right? That like, and I like what you said of like, I don't want to drag anybody along. It's so much fun to show up to work. I, I, we actually, at one point I went out of town and my, and my um, team put up a recruiting page on our website and they wrote it and developed it all themselves. I wasn't even involved. I came back and the headline on the, on the recruiting page was we wake up wanting to come to work. And that's, that's a big EOS principle, right? And then there's this ripple effect that not only are we able to apply some of these principles externally to our prospects and our clients, but we tend to attract healthier prospects and clients who are more bought into processes and systems and um, culture and team and hard conversations, but trusting each other. Um, and so there's just, there's this lovely ripple effect. Our client, um, who's also an EOS run company, I was talking with him earlier today and I said, how long have you been doing EOS? He said, five or six years. I said, I could tell you're a few years ahead of us. I can't wait to get there. Cause it just, it's, he's like, we do this. We don't do that. We do this. We don't do that. Like he's just very, very clear. And it makes it all so much easier and more fun and more enjoyable. Well, that's right. And, and, and I mean, that's so much the same song that my clients and I think every client who is working with an implementer in EOS sings mm-hmm. is, is, is it does become more productive and becomes more profitable and it just becomes a heck of a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because and, you're doing what you love doing. Exactly. And Don in particular was really instrumental in guiding us to, um, be more bold about taking calculated risks. We're a Mm -hmm. 15-year-old company. I'm the founder. And so I brought it up, you know, the first five years, it was sort of on a a wish and a prayer, right? And it was all me, right? I'm like, I decided to do this. I decided to get a corporate line of credit. I decided to run it up too high and then I had to pay it all back off again. I decided I'd never do that again. And right. And Mm -hmm. so it was all these entrepreneur decisions. 
Then now I've got a leadership team, thanks to EOS. And Mm -hmm. the leadership team makes decisions together. And one of the decisions that the leadership team made in recent years was we really want to focus on creating a sustainable company. And at that time, that meant save all this cash reserve, you know, stockpile for the rainy day when it comes, which, which certainly two years ago, it did come, right? And we, and we leaned on that, on that stockpile and it worked out very well for us. But mm-hmm. then, you know, now fast forward at the end of last year, we were sharing with Dawn, you know, where, where we were and all of our scorecards look green and everything looks great. And, and we kind of looked, again, she's such a great facilitator where she didn't point this out to us, but we were able in the environment that she created to look at each other and say, we are maybe not taking enough risk. If all of uh-huh. our scorecards are green and all of our cash position and borrowing, our borrowing power is very strong, our cash position is strong. And so it led to a conversation about what if we decided to double revenues in 2022? Uh-huh. And yeah. then for our 10-year plan, what if we really made this vision that Wendy has had for many years of franchising the agency, what if we made that a reality? And so those are the types of initiatives that we're working on. And we're working on them with a d- totally different level of confidence and momentum mm-hmm. or traction, as you guys like to say, um, mm-hmm. than ever before, because it's a leadership decision. The collective decided upon it. We have this great facilitator who says, yes, I could see that happening for you. I'm looking as an outsider at all the metrics and I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our rocks and we're able to chip away, you know, one week at a time, one quarter at a time. What are we doing now? What do we need to do next? What have we learned so far? What needs to change? And we're tracking to double revenues for the year. And we have engaged a, a, a consultancy on the franchise and we're starting the research and development. And it's, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, wow, too. Cause I'm like, this is just my little baby. This is my baby, yeah. big buzz. Like, this is just my little baby, little baby, but it's not my baby anymore. It really has oh. been such a nice journey of moving out of entrepreneurship and into being a CEO of mm-hmm. a firm that is not going any, not, not going to blow away in the wind and, and is going to different heights. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's not a hope or a dream. Right. And that was, that's, I think part of the risk that we run as entrepreneurs is that we do, I'm a visionary. And before mm-hmm. I had an integrator on my leadership team, you know, I'd be like, let's, there were years that I would say, let's double revenues. And, I, yeah. and, I, and my, my sort of rallying cry was was rah 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 like I would just be the cheerleader for it and I'd, I and I thought to buy in I got to get them right. to, on the same let's go come on come on come on right right, right. Yeah. and that's and it was like I I'm expending all this energy trying to get everyone else on board but I didn't have the integrator piece where here is specifically what we are going to do today and tomorrow and the next day and in a year and in three years and in 10 years to make this a reality. So now we've got that framework. And when I have a cockamamie idea, I've got a leadership team who goes, yeah, we hear you. And here are three other ways to look at that. Wendy, how about if we did it? And and we can all align on that instead of one person either has um, all of the big dreams or, you know, my, my general manager, who's our integrator has, um, a real eye on, you know, managing the projects, like putting everything into a box, being very structured about it. 
And she too can, in, in isolation, she could be limiting, right? Where she could say, well, I'm not sure if that's going to work and here are all the reasons why. And so it takes mm-hmm. a leadership team to say, okay, we hear those reasons. We also hear this vision in these dreams. There's nuggets on both sides. And so let's mm-hmm. knit together um, the best parts of it. And then, mm-hmm. and then this is my favorite part. Then see what happens. Like, it's like, okay, we've got our feet on the ground. We, we're doing the legwork. Mm-hmm. We're putting one foot in front of the other and doing the next right thing over and over and over. So it's not just this grand experiment. I mean, there's definitely hard work being put into it, but it, there is a levity to it. We're like, well, let's put in that hard work and then see what happens. And we're yeah, all and, and responsible instead of one person. It becomes a prediction. Yes. We're yes. predicting that this is going to happen. And, and, and what I've learned from, uh, from, from my coach, Dan Sullivan, is that that once I, once I identify where I want to be, and he likes to think in 25-year terms. So oh, wow. when I look out 25 years and I, I say, this is where I want to be, and especially if I've got a leadership team and we all agree that's where we want to be 25 years from now, he says, you know, 25 years and, and you're meeting every quarter to take a look at your progress and look at what's going on, and and then you're setting uh, and you're taking a look at your vision traction organizer every quarter, and you can tweak it, you can change it, you can move it here and there, and and he says when you think about it, every quarter, every year has four quarters, and if you're thinking twenty five years, that's how many quarters? A hundred. A hundred quarters. Right. So he says you only have to move one percent every quarter. Ah, that's cool. And even if you said, well, we're just looking at a 10-year target. Mm-hmm. Well, come on. What's that? How many? 40 quarters. What do right. you got to do? Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you got, I'll share you got that 40 with my quarters. Team. That's neat. Yeah. So so how much? You, you, 40 quarters? Uh, let's see. What does that mean? You probably have to move maybe 3% every quarter mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get there. Right. And it's not like you got to do it tomorrow. And it's not like you're going to put everything at risk. It's right. we're moving one foot in front of the other and we continue to move every quarter. And I'll say that my team and I had read traction. We had we had started some L10 meetings. Like we had tried the DIY method. And yeah. there's something very, very different about having tried to piecemeal it together and then actually working with an implementer to have those outside eyes. Cause that like those those insights, like when you say to me, you know you've got 40 quarters or you've got a hundred quarters. It's like, oh, like, again, there's just sort of the shoulders go down. Like, oh, like we can do that. Like all we have to do is the next right thing, not the big thing that's going to make all the difference, you know, today. And you see, once you get that, that 10 year or 25 year target, whatever it is, that big thing out there, and you're all committed to it. Then the question is, oh, well, how do we get there? Right. What do we need to do? What do we need to do in the next three years to get there? What do we need to do in the next year to get to that three years? Well, what do we need to do this 90 days to get to that one year? And, and now the, you're making progress piece by piece. And one of the, um, I think, most helpful things to me throughout this learning EOS and, and applying it has been, I now see so much more clearly what terrific ideas there are on the team 
that aren't my ideas. Like I, again, I think as, as entrepreneurs, as folks who start our own businesses, like we, we just were scrappy. And, and I've, you know, I've, I always had this mentality that like, I either have to come to the table with the, the idea that's going to move it all forward, mm-hmm. or we're going to fail, <laughs> which is some black and white thinking. Right. But again, yeah. like once, even once we start putting together a team, I think that it could be I think the largest challenge that I have faced as an entrepreneur is letting... It's not just about delegating. It's about really letting go of control and really opening up my own mind to the to the fact that there are better ideas on the team than any I would have ever invented. It's a very humbling... Right. It's a very humbling process. And I, um, I have a little... Um, note here that says, stop talking. Like in an IDS, I want to hear so much more from my team before I... And yeah. again, I try to to wear the hat of the visionary and the CEO that like, okay, I, I also have another note that says, leave three unimportant things unsaid because I'll want to say something that's really micromanagerial, right? Yes. And yes. I don't think that it is. I think it's helpful. But I'm like, wait, let uh-huh. me stop about stop doing that because my job on the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? On the accountability chart, it says that my job is big ideas amongst other things. And so uh-huh. those shall be my contributions in an L10 meeting in an IDS that I, I will yeah. listen to the conversation, connect the big dots, and then say, have we thought about this? And then it's genuinely helpful instead of, yeah. well, did you do that yet? Of course they did that. Of course, I've got the right people <laughs> in the right seats on the bus. Of course they did the yes. right thing. Yeah, 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 and it's letting go of the vine in a real sense, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes, yes. Because when when you're when you're out there, a thousand feet up and a thousand feet down, because you've fallen over the cliff and you've grabbed on the vine, it's really very very scary to think that you could possibly let go of the vine and somebody would catch you. Hmm. It's so true. And at the same time, it is so deeply satisfying. Probably aside from having my daughter and being married, it is one of the most deeply satisfying times of my life to let go of that vine and to, and to be held by this team that is so smart and so driven. And mm-hmm. so we were, we were talking earlier about being open and willing. Like that's, those are huge values on our, on our um, values that we review every Monday morning. And we're good, you know, like to, to have had all this fear about it and then finally do it and go, oh, not only, are, not only am I okay and things are good, things are great. Like we have yeah. um, so many opportunities in front of us that we never had three years ago. Never. Mm-hmm. Very satisfying. Now, deeply satisfying. Now, let, me, let me ask you, well, when you talk about these smart people on your leadership team, mm-hmm. now, now how, you've been in, in EOS uh, with Dawn for how long? About a year and a half. Okay. So go back two years or mm-hmm. three years. Mm-hmm. Did you see the members of your leadership team as smart as they are right now, as you see them right now? No. So you replaced everybody? No. <laughs> it's such a good point. What, what changed? What changed was becoming aware through the accountability chart of what my gifts are and what my job is and where that ends. 
where where I leave off that mm-hmm. I there is never going to come a day that I'm a great integrator. There is mm-hmm. never going to come a day that I'm a great operations manager, which in our agency is a creative director. There's never going to come a day that I can build relationships like our client services manager builds. So it was, it was being able to see very clearly where I begin and where I leave off and where each of them begins and where they leave off. That was sort of the first mechanism. And then there's an evolution to this that, that over the past you know, six quarters, which I cannot believe it's only been six quarters. It feels, it feels like we've gained more momentum in the last year and a half than in the first 10. Um, Uh but in the last six quarters, this, um, how is it that EOS says that this, um, accountability traction that we have, the cadence of accountability that, that Franklin Covey writes about, um, that has helped so much in, again, when we come together as professionals and have healthy tension in our conversations and really go after the root cause of issues together, there's a level of trust that's built. There's a level, there's just, I mean, nobody ever was taught how to listen in this culture, right? In this American culture, nope. we are not taught how to listen. But nope. in, in, a, in a really good, healthy L10 meeting, most of what most of what anyone is doing is listening and you're, you're listening for the insights that someone else has that you couldn't have had. And then deciding together on a way forward. I mean, if that doesn't, if that's not the best way to build trust in an organization, I don't know what is. Well, you said something that I want to comment on. You said (laughs) we, we weren't taught to listen right now. Listen, listening is an active, it's an active, uh, it's an activity. You've, you've got to yes. put energy into it, right? Yes. I don't think we were taught to listen, but I think we were all taught to be quiet. Sure. And that resonates with me where I have sat through many a corporate meeting and, and even meetings in my own business where I'm just keeping my mouth shut, mm-hmm. but I'm up here going, well, I know the answer and I'm formulating my next right thing to say. And I'm going to tell you, what is not right. And I'm going to tell you how I'm right, but to actually stop talking and then listen to the intuitions of other people. It's one of the greatest gifts that this whole, this whole training or consultancy has, has given to us for sure. That's a life skill. (laughs) You you've heard, you've heard Dawn say at at the beginning of every session, the beginning of the first three sessions, and then the beginning of every quarterly session, every annual session, you guys talk about your expectations. And then she says, my expectations are that you will be open and honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Open means you will actually listen to each other, mm-hmm. not just sit there and quietly think about what you're going to say next, but you will actually get into their moccasins and, mm-hmm. you know, understand where they're coming from, what their fears are, what their hopes are. And, and you'll actually be open and you will listen. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, that you'll be honest. What that means is if you're thinking it, say it, because if you're thinking it, somebody else is saying it too. have the courage to say it, say it gently, mm-hmm. but say it, enter the danger. And, and we do that 
at the beginning of every session, when it's our turn to talk about expectations, this is our expectation. You'll be open and honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And that changes the whole room, the context. I, I, I think about it as a crucible. You guys are all crawling into a crucible and the heat starts up and you come out <laughs> and you turn lead to gold every time. <laughs> I love it. Yes, indeed. Yes. Now, so so talk to me a little bit about, um, I think we've talked about where you were before EOS and, and now six quarters later where you are. Uh, where are you going? Sure. So our 10-year plan is uh, to increase revenue tenfold over where we were when we started with EOS. Um, and we're going to do that by having um, good, healthy revenue at the headquarters level and then having at least 10 franchise uh, locations with um, revenues of where we were before we started EOS. So it's, again, so um, eye-opening and, and encouraging to see that on paper and to be aligned with the other really smart folks in my firm. On we, yeah. see, we see that, we believe in that, we see a way forward for that, and we're taking action today that's going to get us there. And then it becomes this litmus test for everything else, right? Like, Recently, we had a conversation. We were looking at some future rocks together, and <laughs> there's one on there that says Wendy should write another book. And I bristle every time <laughs> I see it because I'm like, that's the distraction right now. That's not going to uh-huh. get us to our 10 year goal. And so we're able to have that level of conversation instead of, again, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, I'm writing is my gift. It, it makes me look good, it yep. makes me feel good. So I'm going to, if you yep. say to me, you should write another book. Oh, that sounds to me like I could go spend a lot of time in, in coffee shops and with my noise canceling headphones on and my fun music and just typing away. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, let me go do it. And now it's like, wait a minute. Why is that important? Just the question that you started our interview with, why is that important now? Right. And if we can't answer that and looking at our VTO, we probably need to table it. Well, there's this wonderful, wonderful group that was a small college and they wanted to take on the big rowing colleges, universities, right? Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, they had to make their boat go faster. Mm -hmm. It wasn't get stronger or eat the right thing or go to the right places. The boat that won is the one that goes faster. That's right. (laughs) And once they realized that, that became their mantra. When somebody would say, well, let's go, then the question would be, Will that make the boat go faster? Right, and yeah. and that got them into the 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 you know into the second place. They didn't win first place, but they got second place in all the country. <laughs> it was amazing. It's will that make the boat go faster? And, and it's and I think you're right on to it there. And it's this crystallization. It's this hyper focus on a simple a few simple things that make all the difference, right? So our mantra for the year is take one step in one small step in the right direction. And, mm-hmm. and now it's become, again, just this really nice, you know, people in the agency world, it can be very easy to get overwhelmed. It can be very easy to think we don't have enough time or resources. And we're really trying to move away from that, you know, given where we want to go. And so the easiest, simplest way for us to say it to the larger team is simply, I hear you're overwhelmed and just tell me what is one small step you could take in the right direction. And everybody on the leadership team who's managing the rest of the team knows 
what the right direction is and can guide that, right? Well, so let's look at the VTO. This is the direction that we're heading. And so if the employee says, you know, I think that what I'll do today is write another chapter in our ebook. Well, that's probably a good idea because that's going to increase our our number of high-level leads and we're trying to reach a higher revenue goal. So why don't you spend your afternoon on that, right? But everybody yeah. is in alignment on it instead of like, well, yeah. I don't know, that sounds good to me. Have fun going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, when you talk about your... your uh, 10, uh, 10xing your revenue. Yes. And, and did you say have 10 franchises? Yes. Okay. Now, I, I would never want to tell you what to do, but can I, can I just have a dream for a moment? Yes, please. Now, uh, 10xing that revenue, that could be exciting, especially for leaders. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about the programmers, uh, you know, the people who are taking care of the building, all of mm-hmm. that. How, how motivating is that for them? How motivating is that for them? So um, one of the things that we were very cognizant of in our 10-year plan is that we don't want to increase the number of clients exponentially. We want to increase the value of what they're bringing to the agency and what we're mutually creating. And so we were very careful about that. We didn't want mm-hmm. to go to the frontline employees and say, we're going to go from, I think we're at 25 employees right now to 250, and excuse me, 25 clients to 250 mm-hmm. clients. And so you're going to have to work 10 times as hard. We knew that wouldn't work. And so we have done, again, as part of our rocks, we have done some outside training with our account management team on most marketing agencies sell on an hourly basis. You're going to buy 10 hours of work from us and we'll deliver those 10 hours of work and then we'll be done. And we worked with a, um, we're working with a consultant who is teaching us how to demonstrate to the client right or to the prospect right up front. This is the value of a new brand for your corporation over the course of the next three years. And we would like to propose that you pay us a percentage of that value. It's been a game changer. And so now the 10-year plan for, the, for headquarters is more like we're going to have 50 clients, so double the client load, but they're paying right. us exponentially more because we're doing a different level of right. work. All right. Now, a lot of money coming in. What, I, what my dream is, the dream that I have is what would it be like if you said, when we hit our 10-year goal, 100% of the people in this organization will be living the EOS life? Yes, I, I I love that, and um, you you talk more about that than Dawn does right now. She she is probably saving it for later because we've bit a lot off in the last six yeah. six quarters. Yeah, but sure. um, it's really planted a seed in my mind, and we are very culture driven, and we're um, we want people to continue to wake up wanting to come to work. We want to attract franchisees who want to live a really fabulous financially free life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yes, absolutely. I think that that could be part of our reward system. I mean, d- d- what would that mean when you're out there looking for new great talent? If, if they knew, if part of your recruitment package was anybody who comes here is going to wind up doing only the things that they love doing, their unique ability, you know, they're, it's only that. And they're going to be doing it with people that they love because that's how we recruit you. And that's how we 
that's how we bring you on is if you don't fit our core values, it's probably not a good fit. So the people who are here, we share in our, our core values. So we love each other. And, and so only doing what we love, we're doing it with people that we love, and you are helping to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And you can see the connection between that button that you're pushing or that, that package that you're wrapping and how it's making the world a better place for, mm-hmm. for people. And, 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 and we are always going to be compensating you appropriately. We want you to make as much money as you possibly can, and we're going to show you how to do it. And, and, and Wendy, if there's any question, talk to Don about Jill Young's book. Okay. All right. About, about how to let people know how they can increase the value, put together a program to increase the value, because that's how you increase your compensation. It's not just by hanging around. That's right. It's you bring more. And, and, and Jill has done a masterful job of making it very simple. You can hand these books out left and right, but being compensated appropriately. And, and then finally, you're going to have plenty of time left over for your, for your um, other passions and your family. And we're going to want to hear about that. We want you to se- we want to celebrate that with you. What would that do for recruiting the right people? Oh, I can see. And we talked about this at our annual session uh, last year. So I guess I guess she is actually bringing us up to speed on this. Um, Uh We decided as a firm that nobody at Big Buzz was going to be paid less than 70,000 and nobody on the leadership team would be paid less than 100,000 as a base baseline pay. And mm-hmm. our, I will tell you that our accountant did, did not understand what we were doing. She's like, so these are performance-based. So you're going to... She's like, you increased your line item on, on payroll. So you're hiring up. And we're like, nope, we're keeping all the same people. We're just paying them a whole lot more. <laughs> right, and right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the long-term... So that's the short-term vision is we really want yeah. for everyone to feel like they're paid appropriately or extremely well for their job. Um, we have dis- discretionary time off. People could take exactly what they need. We encourage, mm-hmm. we pay people to meditate. Um, everyone mm-hmm. is encouraged to do at least 15 minutes of meditation every day. We pay people to take an entire professional development day, one Friday a month. So we're cultivating that on the core team. And then for the franchisees, um, what is the the fire in my belly around franchising the agency is that um, I... Big Buzz has grown over the years to to have exceeded a million in revenues, which is not a mm-hmm. lot of revenue. However, mm-hmm. as a woman-owned small business, only 1% of women-owned small businesses ever exceed a million in revenue. And when I learned that, first, it lit a fire in my belly to, to get it done. And I got the right team together to get it done. And then when I looked around, I'm like, you know, what I'd like to do is get the agency into a box and then market this to, I mean, there are female solopreneurs across the United States and throughout Europe who very much like me, you know, started their little marketing company in their guest bedroom with their little kitty cat next next to them. And they said, and the, and the client calls and says, can you build me a website? And I don't know how to build a website. I'm a writer. So, so I remember saying, yeah, we will build you a website, me and my cat. And then I'd go find a contractor, right? And in my head, Will, in my head, that was going to be an easier, simpler, more financially free life than growing it to a million in revenues and having a team. And what I have learned is that the more infrastructure, the more of the right people, the more of the um, revenue and profit that we gain... The more fun it is, the more financially free we all are, 
the more opportunity there is for everyone. And so my vision for this is to create a ripple effect. We're going to, we're going to build out the franchise and then market it specifically to female entrepreneurs in hopes that we can have more females make it to a million with their branches. I would like to create one word. Can I change one word? Yes. We're not going to use the word hope. I I love it. Tell me which word I'm going to use. No, we're just going to do it. We just, this is what we're doing. We are going to create little big, little big buzzes everywhere. Absolutely. And, and, and I would love to introduce you to a friend of mine in San Diego. Who's, who's got a, a group called the Millennial Queens. And what he does is he wants to have 100 women who right now are those entrepreneurial types, mm-hmm. but they don't have financing and they mm-hmm. don't have uh, enough, enough business sense to make That's it. That's right. Yes. And he's got enough money to fund them. Cool. Oh, wow. And, what, and when, you, when you empower a woman... And when you fund a woman, I mean, there is so much change that can be made just in one, in funding and and empowering one woman, because I've been there and I've done it. It's a, there's a ripple effect of jobs created, of resources created, of small business revenue, of infrastructure handed back to the government of, and then being able to give back where, you know, I, I'm at a financially free state where. I've been able to take a sabbatical from Big Buzz, go overseas yeah. to Africa on a mission trip and provide free dental care to children yeah. in Kenya. I mean, that's where it's at. That's that's what that to me is the EOS life. And that's the what what I want to help replicate for people who are working for me. All right. Okay. So, uh, you know, um, we'll we'll talk to Don, uh, but just to make sure that I'm not stepping on her toes, but I can introduce you to a fellow who is on the same track. I mean, he absolutely believes that the world will change when there are more women in leadership positions. Yes, it will. Period. Yes, and, it will. And so he's he is is really in the place where he can help that happen. And he's got 39 right now. And so he's looking for some more. So nice. now question for you. When mm-hmm. will you be ready to uh, have a franchise agreement? Here's- Here's my timeline. I keep this on my desk and I, my favorite word on here is, ag- my favorite phrase is aggressive growth. So uh-huh. we're, in, we're in phase one right now. Um, yeah. We're in the first two months um, and it's, it's about a 12 month plan. Um, we mm-hmm. have, the, our integrator has, um, sh- she and I are in agreement that while we could do it in 12 months, we'll probably do it in 24 because we want to uh, make sure that we're financially stable at the core. Um, but you never know what happens. I, I know that when I dream a dream and when I start having conversation about it, things just start falling into place. So the general, when when I speak with him next, which will be next week, what should I be saying to him about here's an opportunity that would be, uh, something to consider, uh, in the next six months, nine months, 12 months, 24 months. I would say six to 12 months. Okay. Well, I think that's exciting. I that do is too. exciting. It is. It is. Yes. All right. Now, now, now this whole EOS life, uh, as you think about this, do you think that would be motivating uh, and, and help retention of your key people if they knew that the whole company was aimed at helping them live this kind of ideal life? We have directly addressed that. And what we envision is 
a clamoring to want to come into Big Buzz. That it, uh-huh. we have never had a recruiting issue. We've never had a retention issue, knock on wood. Um, and that's due to culture. But now that we have EOS and we are so clear on what the vision is to um, really support more women in excelling in their own small business ownership, we just see this huge opportunity that I know if someone had told me that 15 years ago, I would have been very, very interested in what that company was. Right, right. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, this has been just a wonderful experience, Wendy, hearing hearing from the inside. Now, I would really love to interview uh, one or two people from your leadership team oh, sure. and, and, and maybe maybe some people deeper into the organization to let them talk about how what this has all meant to them. Yes, absolutely. I would be more than willing to have you do that. And I think they'd be happy to do it. Great. Well, I, my, my assistant is Jen Bright, and I'm going to ask her to get in touch with you or, or maybe your assistant or somebody at your organization to just introduce us to a couple of people. We'll do exactly the same thing we've done okay. here and just get them to talk about what EOS has been to them, what Big Buzz means to them, and, and where they want to go and how the EOS life is, is helping them get there. I will uh, introduce you to my coworker, Melinda Gisbert, who is our client services manager. I think she'd be really happy to do that. And she's a member of our leadership team. Excellent. Well, what is there anything you'd like to, to talk to? Are you going to be talking here to EOS implementers and people who are, who are already using EOS in their companies and maybe some people who've never even heard about EOS? What mm-hmm. would you tell them? I, I know folks who are either still in the DIY framework of this. You know, we've read the book. We're trying to do it on our own. I know other companies that are, have been working with an implementer from, for, for some time, but aren't implementing all of the suggestions. Um, at Big Buzz, we're all in. When, when we decide to do something together, we're all in when we do it. And um, as a direct result of that, we have, I mean, in, in six quarters, we have already created so much positive change and so much um, momentum towards where we're going. And so I would just say, go all in. Don't be afraid to go all in because the, the sky's the limit. <laughs> Great. Well, that's wonderful. That is just wonderful. And, and if somebody, somebody said, hey, maybe I want to get a franchise in something like that, how would they get in touch with you? So I can't give that information yet um, because we don't have a franchise agreement in place yet. Excuse me, uh, um, the franchise uh, framework in place yet. Um, but as soon as we do, I will notify you and maybe you can add, add it to the liner notes in the podcast sure. episode. Well, if somebody said, hey, it sounds like that might be an agency I'd like to talk to about Certainly. working with. So we are at bigbuzzinc.com, B-I-G-B-U-Z-Z-I-N-C.com. All right. All right. Excellent. Well, this has been just wonderful, Wendy. Thank you Back so much. Because this is, just, you know, in, and it just falls into place. I mean, what I've always believed is when there's a will, where there's a decision, where there's a commitment, where there's a will, there's a way. I agree. And, and, and you know, as we move closer and closer to this 100,000 companies that are all operating on EOS with 5 million people, we're going to be a It's going to be a major impact. I am so excited to see it. And I'm so glad that you're part of the movement. Thank you so much. You too, Will. Thanks for having me today. 
You have been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Way with Will Christ. If anything resonated with you, you can find tools to help you and your leadership team create a great life for everyone in your company at willchrist.com. Come and join the conversation at willchrist.com.